0: We now move on to the NFC and for the sake of keeping things interesting, I'm going to take us all the way to the bottom for this and have a start from the special teamers this time so that we can go in (laughs) reverse order, close on some high notes here. We got the special teamers for the NFC. You see Nick Ballor from the Seahawks as special teamer (laughs) pro bowler. Then we got return specialist Cordero Patterson from the bears. No doubt in my opinion. Kicker Nate, your boy, mm-hmm. young ho, Ku from the Falcons, mm. oh, okay. and then the punter Jack Fox from the Lions, and long snapper Tyler Oat 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 Ot? Ot. <laughs> Ot. Tyler Oat from the Seahawks. Gentlemen, I don't have much to add. Nate, Ku has racked you so many fantasy points, as I know from having you whoop me by like 100 points in fantasy playoffs. <laughs> And Cordero Patterson is a monster on the return. I think we all know that. Anything to add?
1: Um. Yeah. I. I. I think. Um. You know. Everybody's gonna say, Oh, who missed the field goal last week? Whatever. You know. I, I, that's one. He's definitely. He. He has more scoring. He has more points scored than I think. Like ninety percent of the uh, the of the wide receivers that were running backs. I think he or he leads the league or something and it. It's he's crazy. The guy is phenomenal. And to go to come from where he's been, I think he definitely deserves it. Love the guy. He better pop off next week or I'm screwed. Um Cordell Patterson, very consistent. Love the guy. Um, I remember when him and Brandon Wilson were going neck and neck um, for Punt return yard or uh, kick return yards, and then people stopped kicking to Brandon Wilson and just doing touchbacks. But Cordell (laughs) makes it work. Really uh, consistent, uh, like the guy. Uh, The thing I like about the NFC, Jack Fox on the Lions. The Lions aren't a popular team, so a lot of people kind of just looked at. I I mean, I don't know much about Jack Fox, but I can assure you this: he didn't win from popular vote. You know, (laughs) he's not the Ravens. If the Ravens could uh, get in the NFC, I'm sure they'd be. You know, most of the players here. Um, so I like to see that teller Oat or Ott. Don't know much about him. You know, lawn snappers aren't, you know, the most uh, crazy <laughs> name uh, position. But hey, you know, power to him, the Seahawks making it work.
2: Got you. Hunter, I mean, your thoughts? Well, my man Rudy Ford got absolutely snubbed here. This is just pathetic that you – know, I'm sure Nick Valore's is a great dude and all that, and I'm sure he's a great special teamer, but Rudy Ford has not even played the whole season, and he has 11 tackles, and he's only been playing on special teams. And all those tackles have come from him on punts. So – and also, how many – I bet I could come up with a stat of how many fair catches Rudy Ford has forced this year. Don't even get me started. This man is literally a beast. I don't know how he didn't make it, um, probably because his popular vote, like Nate said, but – um, yeah, Rudy Ford got snubbed, not going to lie. Um, also, Justin Hardy from the Saints got snubbed on. He's a good gunner, too. Um, shout out to Rush Jackson, who pointed him out to me. Another special teams guy, uh, Rush Jackson up there from Locked On Saints. <laughs> um, yeah, return specialist Cordero Patterson. I love him because he is keeping kick returning alive. He will take it out even if it's deep in the end zone, like Devin Hester did. He gives me flashbacks of Devin Hester. It's a shame. I mean, the kick return game is really kind of just being taken out of today's league. And they're letting it happen. And they're probably going to, Robin, not going to see kick returns for, or for kickoffs for, for much longer. But I remember Joe Buck a year ago saying, take a knee, Cordero. And he didn't. And then he returned one. You had like a big return. Cordero's a beast. Cordero plays running back on the Bears, too, half the time, He'll play wide mm-hmm. out. I mean, I love watching him play. One of my favorite players. Uh, Ku absolutely deserved it. He's probably the best kicker by numbers in the league this year. Um, if you had him in fantasy like Nate, uh, you had a really nice year, hopefully. But, <laughs> Um, like Nate said, I mean, the man was not a good kicker at first. He really struggled with the Chargers, and he had to find his way back and could have been working a desk job at this point. But uh, he made his way back in the league, and now he's at the top. Jack Fox had a really nice year with the Lions. Like Nate said, it's nice to see someone not, not in the popular vote who actually deserved it. But Michael Dixon on the Seahawks had 31 punts inside the 20 this year and led the league. Tell me why he shouldn't be in. Um, I like Jack Fox, but Michael Dixon is a really good punter. I would have liked to see him make it as well. Not going to take anything away like from Jack Fox tonight. And then Tyler Ott, my man, Rick Lovato from the Eagles, unfortunately had a bad snap a couple weeks ago, so he didn't earn it have to be perfect as a long snapper. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know much about Ott, but I'm sure he was great.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Well, boys, next we go to the safety position. And this time we got one free safety to two strong safeties out here. The starters being... Quandre Diggs at free safety and Buda Baker at strong safety with Jamal Adams being the backup as a strong safety. So for these guys, Quandre, obviously a big contributor and you, you hear the barks in the background, my dog going kind of crazy, but <laughs> he wildin' out, he wilding out, but Quandre, a solid, solid piece for the Seahawks pretty much one of the last pieces holding that defense together and him. And I'm going to talk about him and Jamal together. Those two rallying, has really been what's elevated the Seahawks defense in the last few weeks. You see them starting to piece the secondary together. Jamal obviously getting healthier. And then I know, Nate, Carlos Dunlap is helping that Seahawks defense a lot. But Diggs and Adams together have been pretty much holding down that Seahawks secondary over the last few weeks. They were definitely one of those – a couple of players who elevated themselves as the season went on, which I think also helped their stock with this. And then Buda Baker – An absolute beast for the Cardinals in the secondary. Just always making plays. Always turning up where the ball is. Hunter's been saying instinctual throughout this pod. The man, he has those instincts. Just gets where the ball is. Jumps routes. I mean, he got ethered by DK from like 50 yards back, but that's just going to (laughs) happen. Oh my gosh. Imagine looking back. I think he said in an interview, he could hear DK behind him and he was terrified out of his mind. (laughs) But... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Hunter. Anything to add to that?
2: Yeah, Buda Baker's a freak. I mean, he's just—he's just an amazing player. I don't have anything else to say. It's just—it's a joy to watch Buda Baker play football. Um, and I'm very thankful he is in the National Football League because it wouldn't be the same without. him. Quandre Diggs. I mean, I don't—don't don't get me wrong. I liked him when when Jamal Adams got traded there. I was like, they got Adams, they got Diggs, they got Blair. You're gonna see a lot of three safety sets. He's been solid. I am not. I don't want to take anything away from the man, but I was a little surprised that either Harrison Smith or Antoine Harris from the Vikings didn't get in here. Um, you know, and I like Quandre Diggs, but I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know if he was the best pick here. Um, but props to him. I think it's his first row Jamal Adams, everyone will say, oh, well, he doesn't have any interceptions. Well, he also has 9.5 sacks because the man is literally blitzing on so many downs. They use him as a blitzer. They can use him in coverage. They use him in the box to stop the run he his knowledge of the game is unmatched in my opinion so for all those people on nfl memes account and blah 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 and all that crap who are saying oh well, he doesn't have any and whoever hit there's a mike williams has more interceptions than him shut up jamal adams is one of the best safeties in the game i'm sorry mm-hmm. but not to be rude but literally the fact that people are saying because he doesn't have any interceptions that he's taking a downfall come on please please watch football please i beg of you Nate, <laughs> word <Not even.
1: laughs> um i don't have much to add um i, I agree with hunter Quandry, Drake's, you know congrats on getting he definitely played well yeah. um i think maybe like hunter said harrison smith might have been a little bit better of a pick but i think a lot of people are high on the cardinals you know they're a big impressive team they got deandre hopkins that boosted their popularity um you know so that's probably why they're like oh Buda Baker. i remember people were saying trying to say Baker is better than um than uh, jesse bates and i'm like i don't, I don't mm-hmm. see how that's the true he is however really good at locking people up he's a great tackler uh so is jesse bates but you know buddha i think really shines in that department um uh let's see jamal adams yeah i i i, I was looking at his, his stats you know besides just watching him but looking at his stats because people are always like oh he has zero interception like really is he having a bad year i don't think he is and you look at his stats it's like 9.5 sacks 24 qb pressures 14 qb hits. like is this a defense alignment or something right. you know the guy it can do it all, and I hate when people say, oh, he has zero interceptions. He's horrible. He's just being used in such an awesome way. Um, you know, I think if he got, you know, most of if most of his, you know, the snaps weren't him pressuring the QB or stopping the run, he'd have, like, 20 interceptions. You know, not exactly that number, but he definitely yeah. could if he wanted to. But he's being used in the Seahawks' defense as a pressurer, as a QB spy sometimes. I'm sure if the, the Ravens and the – uh the Seahawks played, he'd be used as that. He's used as that for Kyler, and he shuts Kyler down a lot of the time. Um, So I I don't like when people say his zero interceptions. He's a phenomenal guy, definitely deserves to be on there. But like I said, I think Harrison Smith could have also been – made his case for that
0: position. Mm -hmm. I got you. Definitely solid arguments. I like the Harrison Smith brought up too. I do. He's been solid this year. But now let's move it over to the cornerbacks, gentlemen. The starters for the NFC are Jalen Ramsey and Jair Alexander with their backups being Marshawn Lattimore and James Bradbury. Now I need to start this because I am pissed off that James Bradbury made the pro bowl. Cause of course, as soon as he left North Carolina, this man had to go absolutely ballistic, putting the moves on some of the best receivers in the game for the giants, such a cornerstone for their defense this year, Marshawn Lattimore, A big piece on that Saints secondary. Obviously, it gets helped by a monstrous D-line. But, I mean, that D-line is also, you could argue, it's able to get that many sacks because the secondary is holding things down. They're making sure receivers having to get free later in their routes. And he's just been another great player this year. Jair Alexander, pretty much the secondary has never really been the issue for the Packers, but he definitely stands out as the, like, leader of that secondary he, you hear his name all the time for the Packers, whether it's making tackles, getting to the ball, getting the occasional pick, making big hits to sometimes force a fumble. This guy is all over the place. You hear his name called almost all the time when you watch the Packers play. And then Jalen Ramsey. I, if you don't know why Jalen Ramsey should be a Pro Bowl starter this year, there's nothing I can say to convince you outside of what he's done. So Nate, anything to add to that? Um,
1: yeah, as much as it pains me as a, not a fan of Jalen Ramsey, he's definitely had a really good year. <laughs> oh, but he only has one interception. Uh, blah, 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 I'll be quiet. I think he's doing phenomenal. He's not the number one corner in the league, but he's certainly not trash. The guy makes big plays. He gets paired up with some of the, the, the best wide receivers in the league. And in my opinion, he shut down a lot of them this year. Uh, DK, he shut down. D hop, he shut down hurt my fantasy. Um, so he's definitely making his case, um, as one of the best, um, uh Marshawn he's the one I think could go Marshawn Lattimore I mean I don't know he just doesn't seem as I think he's a lot overhyped um and especially with other stars on the Saints defense like um Janoris Jenkins you know uh Von bell has gone but Von Bell excuse me is gone um but I I just I just don't think I just think his name I don't know how he became so popular but Marshall Lattimore, he just didn't have the best year. Only a 53.3 on the PFF. And like Hunter said, that's not the Bible. You're just watching him, he gets burned by top-tier wide receivers all the time. Makes horrible plays. Um, if I could replace him, um, this is a little bit of a stretch, but I don't want Kendall Fuller in. Um, I think he's having a pretty good year, a very low-key year. Um, and I think he definitely deserves all the hard work he's put in, especially with how bad the Washington football team's secondary is. He definitely has been impressed – Impressive, and I, I would have liked to see him get in there. Uh, Jair Alexander, phenomenal guy, one of the best corners in the league. Um, he's a Like Hunter said, he's a big – or not Hunter, Sanjay said he's a big playmaker, um, makes big hits, big tackles, locks down uh, wide receivers. He should be in there. Same with James Bradbury. One person I would swap is Kendo Fuller with Marshall Latimore. Latimer. Lattimore, excuse me.
0: I got you. Hunter, I remember when you were telling me that Bradbury was popping off in the Giants and I had to go watch him absolutely demolish people. What do you got to say, man?
2: Yeah, man, Bradbury is playing like one of the best corners in the league right now. Um, I mean, and I say this all the time. It sounds like a broken record, but you have to consider the three receivers he was going up against twice a year in the NFC South. Julio Jones, not to mention if, if Calvin Ridley comes over to his side some of the time, then you got Michael Thomas and you got Mike Evans as well. Um, not to mention also Chris Godwin coming over to the side at times, too. So what he has done this year is nothing short of amazing. I, even though he's a Giant, I enjoy watching him play. I, I think he makes very good breaks in the ball. I think he's not just playing in man coverage. He's gotten some picks in the zone as well. Very fun to watch. And I'm, I think the, the Giants got a guy to be excited about for a while as the Giants move into, you know, I don't know if they're going to make it this year. Um, you know, knowing the Eagles will probably win this weekend for no reason. We'll talk about that another time. I don't think the Giants will make playoffs this year. If they do, great. But point being, you know, NFC East shouldn't really count this year. But down the road, when the Giants are a legit contender, James Bradbury is going to be a big part of that. And, yes, the Giants are going to be a legit contender in the future. Um, Maybe not next year. Maybe next year. We'll see. Definitely two years, three years down the road. Uh, Lattimore, Nate, I agree. He He should not have made it this year. He had a really rough start. Yes, he's been playing better recently, but if we're talking about the full year, no, I'm not putting Marshawn Lattimore in there. Maybe Jamal, Jamal Bean or Carlton Davis from Buccaneers I might give it to, but uh, just not Marshawn Lattimore. He got in because of namesake. Nothing, not to take away from him, I think he's going to be great down the road in the future. I think this was just a bad year for him, but we're talking about who should have made the Pro Bowl this year, not Marshawn. Jair, he, you guys said it. I don't have anything to add. He, he had an impressive year. The dude is the number one corner they've been looking for. Straight out of Louisville. They needed him in that secondary. And then Jalen Ramsey, I mean, I'm not even going to say anything. (laughs) He should have made it.
0: That's a fact. And now let's go over to the linebackers, Jen, specifically the inside linebacker where the starter is Bobby Wagner and the backup is Fred Warner. Two absolute studs, Bobby Wagner, a legend of a linebacker, no doubt first ballot Hall of Famer, absolutely insane. Prime player in the Legion of Boom when it was at its peak. Still doing his thing all these years later. A cornerstone of the Seahawks defense. I don't really have much to add to him. And Fred Warner having a standout year in Robert Slaw's defense. Just absolutely everywhere. Again, we just talked about those guys who just see it here making plays on the ball all the time. We used that when we preferred to Jair Alexander. It's the same with Fred Warner, man. This dude is everywhere making plays for that defense. I know it fits into the scheme of Robert Slaw, but – you got to give credit to a player for doing his job and fred does it to an elite level so hunter
2: man fred warner is probably the best middle linebacker in football this year um there was a play he made last saturday uh where um it was it was a big i forget if it was fourth down or something but uh he dropped back into coverage and and kind of you know kyler didn't see him and uh he made a big play that would have been a it would have been a catch if he wasn't there to make that play, and that's just pretty much been the summary of his entire season: is making big plays to prevent big plays. So, um, <laughs> Fred Warner, the man, does it all. He, they really hit on that third round pick. I mean, talk about talk about cashing in! Wow, what a what a stellar draft pick that has turned out to be for them. He's going to be playing football in San Francisco for. A long, long time, and then Bobby Wagner. I mean, <laughs> what a stud! There's <laughs> nothing else to add to him. Um, you know, definitely. You know, you might you might see him decline a little bit in the future. Um, I hope not, because Bobby is pretty insane. One of the highlights of what was overall not a good defense for the Seahawks, but um, yeah, there's a reason Bobby's the starter. I got mad respect for the way he plays the game. Um, if you see him making a mistake, it's probably because someone else wasn't in the right spots, probably. That's just my best guess. So, yeah, they, these two guys earned it. But I want to give props to DeMario Davis. If these two guys were not – if DeMario Davis was in the AFC, I really could have seen him making it over Tremaine Edwards. DeMario Davis is – he's hes another guy who's just – are really just um, trying to think of cornerstone in the middle for that same defense. I love watching him play. I love the guy he is off the field as well. I'm a big DeMario Davis fan.
0: I got you. Nate, any snubs in here, my guy?
2: Um, I
1: think Bobby Wagner, Fred Warner are the top two, you know, middle inner linebackers in the league. Or uh not only we won't get to that but in, in the NFC especially right now. Um both of them are Dominant. And both of them, I think are, it's interesting, are at two different points in their career. Fred Warner's coming up. Bobby Wander's kind of, you know, been there for a while. I, I Like Hunter said, I think he'll see him to decline. But until then, he's going to keep dominating. I don't think there's snubs. I think there's honorable mentions. Roquan Smith, definitely an mm. honorable mention. Forgot phenomenal guy. Um, he's a big player, big plays. I think maybe he could have, you know, replaced one of the two. But I think he's still a phenomenal guy. Um, definitely should be making the Pro Bowl. In the NFC, AFC definitely could see him topping, you know, Tremaine Edmonds in that position. But, um, but, you know, he's definitely had a good year. But I think Fred Warner and Bobby Wagner are just hard to, to- topple there. Jalen Smith having a pretty good year, um, you know, on a horrible, horrible, horrible um, Dallas Cowboys defense. Again, I don't think he has anything to top, um, you know, Fred Warner and uh, Bobby Wagner. But I think those are two honorable mentions for, for them.
0: Got gotcha. you. Next, we go to a stacked position in the NFC, my guy. The outside linebackers. Starters being Khalil Mack and Sedarius Smith, with the backup being Jason Pierre-Paul. Now, you can't argue Khalil Mack to me for the same reason you can't argue Jalen Ramsey to me. This man is a monster. He is a beast. He is perfectly built for Chicago's defense and doing what they do there. He's a monster. Khalil Mack, Mack Daddy, he's got it all. And then Zadarius Smith, one of the Smith brothers, consistently putting pressure on the QB for the Packers. Always a playmaker in that defense. Just reliable as can be to generate pressure. And outside, Jason Pierre-Paul, when I was looking through for outside linebacker, I wasn't really sure. You see he's from the Bucks. I I wasn't sure if I'd take him over a guy like Devin White, honestly.
2: Devin White's like, an inside linebacker. Oh,
0: okay. My bad on that then.
2: Another guy who did kind of uh we should give him an honorable mention too for inside linebacker. Yeah.
0: That's fair. My bad. I got that mixed around. But Jason Pierre Paul, I just don't know. Was there really was there really no other outside linebacker that you guys would put in over him? I didn't do research for a snub on this one. But I'm would be really surprised if you guys didn't have a guy you could put in there over him. I mean, Nate, you got anybody?
1: Um I think um It's tough. I mean, as far as the first two, like you said, they're pretty much, um, (laughs) you know, set in stone. Um, Wow. A lot of people think that, um, oh my gosh, why am I blanking on his name? Um, Khalil Mack, why did I forget? A lot of people think he's regressed a bit or something like that. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like the guy is still dominant. Um, Definitely should be there for sure. Um, And then um, Zadarius Smith, like you said, just wreaks havoc on a lot of players. Um, just a dominant guy. Um, I I think both of those two are set in stone. As far as Jason Pierre-Paul, like you, I was kind of surprised that he was there. Uh, But I I can see why. He's definitely had a pretty good year. Um, You know, the the Buccaneers started out strong. And while uh, PFF rates more on consistency, and so that's why his PFF ranking is a little bit higher, I think it doesn't do his – skill what it should in the sense that the 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 whole Buccaneers defense has very much digressed in the last few the middle of the week and then it re-blossomed and then it digressed it's too inconsistent for me um so I don't I don't know if I'd pick him there um it, it's it's tough though um as far as a replacement I'm trying to think of um some other famous people. There was a there was one name. I don't remember if he was an, out of linebacker. Eric Kendricks on the Vikings. Yeah, um, he's
2: he he would be more of like since he's not much of a pass rusher, he'd be more considered an inside linebacker. You know, he's he's yeah. really good too, though.
1: He's yeah. I, I mean, I remember seeing his name on the top of the 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 list for a while, but I yeah. Yeah, I don't really think I could name one for Jason Pierre-Paul. He's had a pretty good year. I mean, nothing crazy, but there's just not much behind him. You know, as far as um uh you know it's not like on the other side where there's like J- tj watt you know uh, all these people that are just set in stone I, I, I don't have a specific person to replace um uh jason pierre paul
2: fair enough hunter you as, as far as khalil mac <laughs> it's crazy that people will bash this dude oh well he doesn't have that many sacks this year oh my gosh oh my. please uh please go watch what <laughs> people uh-huh. please it just frustrates me because the man's getting so much attention and yet he's still he's still getting to the quarterback a lot of the time maybe he's not getting in the sack department as much but there's a lot of other metrics that you can use to measure how much a guy's and you can also just use your eyes that's a good metric to use guys make sure you use your eyes when watching Will Mack. so <laughs> um <laughs> uh Zedarius smith what a stud the man I, I would not want to go up against this guy <laughs> um this is one of the guys who um yeah, like as a fan, you would have he's kind of like a not like a right Lewis type, but like just to put in perspective, one of those guys you have nightmares about possibly facing off. And same with Claw Mack, too. But um Zadarius Smith, elite pass rusher. Jason Pierre Paul, he does have four forced fumbles on the year. I gotta give him that. That is not easy mm, to do. Yeah. Six passes defended. So they will drop him into coverage. And as as an outside pass rusher, he also has two interceptions this year, too. So he kind what what he doesn't bring as much in the stock department and in the other Pass rushing metrics, he does make up for a little bit in coverage and in terms of forcing turnovers. Um, I think you gotta give him a lot of credit for that. He still has 14 hits in the quarterback, nine and a half sacks. But um, you do have a couple other guys in there who I think you could possibly make a case for. Um, <laughs> uh, cake, I said, <laughs> I said cake. But um, Shaq Barrett doing really well this year, um, as usual. And I mean, he's gonna get a lot of attention on defense. So JPP's success might come from Shaq Barrett as well. Mm. You could argue that I'd be fine with them putting him in over him. Um, Leonard Floyd, I mean, really taking his stuff up. I did not realize how much of a good year he, how much of a bounce back year he had in Los Angeles after, yeah, kind of being shown the door in Chicago. He didn't, he didn't finish off well in there. It was he ended on a bad note. But um, yeah, just props to him. And then Hassan Reddick, I get why he didn't make it. I was telling the guys before the pod, he had five sacks for a while this year. He was not playing that great. And I've watched him at Temple. I like him a lot, but. Then he had a five-sack game. Now he's at 12-and-a-half overall. So he's been playing well recently. Maybe this is kind of his coming-out party where he's starting to get confidence on. But six-force fumbles from what I think I read. Um, so mm-hmm. even though he didn't – I don't know if a lot of those came against the Giants. They might have. But um, still, maybe now you could make a case for him from a number standpoint because that's a lot of what the dribble is based on. Um, mm-hmm. But early in the year, he was not really being that dominant. So I get why he didn't make it. I
1: got you. I actually thought of one replacement while Hunter was talking. I don't think this is I, – I, I can't believe we forgot about this guy as a replacement, but Nate Gary, dude, this guy is, <laughs> is Nate Gary. Man. He should, no. he oh, should be in front of Khalil Mack right there.
0: <laughs> what, a, what a take. Elite what pass a rusher. take. Elite pass rusher, elite run stopper, elite, elite human. Coverage. Elite everything. Nate Gary, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my gosh. That made me hurt a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> next, we go to the defensive tackle spot. The first the first one isn't debatable. It's Aaron Donald. You can't debate <laughs> that. You can't debate that.
2: Well, nah, you can't debate that. Are you serious, man? He's terrible. Oh, he only got gosh. the 15 sacks with Leonard Floyd. Dude. Oh <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> And because Jalen Ramsey was out there locking guys down, the guys were in the pocket so long, man. What do you mean? Oh, my goodness. Oh, he's got zero interceptions. He's trash. <laughs> oh, my goodness.
0: My point being Aaron Donald, pretty set and stone starter. Set and After garbage. Yeah, that's right. Oh, my goodness. After him, our boy Fletcher Cox just got injured this last week, but still doing his thing for the Eagles. Always an elite run stopper. Pass rushing has declined a little bit in the recent years. But he still gets there a good amount of the time. He can still get to the QB, still generate pressure, still get a few hits. And then I'm not even going to lie, I don't know who Grady Jarrett is. So, Hunter, I mean, what you got to say, man?
2: Yeah, I think uh, numbers, it's really hard to evaluate the defensive tackles because they, yeah, the system really does affect it. Because, like, Kenny Clark, the man's not putting up numbers, but the dude is a oh, he's a game wrecker. So. Um, you know, it, it's hard to really measure guys like that. Of course, you know the four three guys guys are playing the four, four uh defensive lineman three linebackers scheme are going to benefit a lot more because they're uh, able to just get get upfield and rush the, the passer. So Grady Jarrett is actually like one of the name namestays or you know one of the like kind of set in stone guys at defensive tackle who's really been dominant for a while. This year, you know, numbers that kind of go down. So. Don't know if I would have put him in. Uh, he's a monster, and he really, even when he's not getting sacks, like the numbers even show this, that he is getting to the quarterback when he's not bringing him down. But I think you got to credit Leonard Williams on the Giants, who had a really nice year. Um, I mean, he was a guy who really didn't, really didn't step up for a little bit, but then now he's with the Giants. He got franchise tagged, and he's popping off right now. So I think you got to give him credit. But Grady Jarrett, I don't want to take anything away from him. But I really do admire the way he plays. Fletcher, like I said, man. Like he's not going to be big in the stat department or anything, but um, just you saw what happened when he went off the field against the Cowboys. Um, now I, I also think that part of it was Andy Dalton was getting the ball out lightning quick. They were trying to limit the effect of our D line, even when he wasn't, but still there was a notable impact when he was not on the field, just a morale standpoint too. I think, I think Fletcher uh, Cox is really a big personality on that defense as well. And what he does cannot be underestimated, but I, I could see people making a case for other people, but I do think Fletcher Cox's uh, impact goes beyond just numbers. And then Aaron Donald, I'm not even going to say anything. We already went over it. Nate? So. <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah, Aaron
1: Donald. So I love I love this stat by Aaron Donald. Um, it was a couple weeks ago. He's double covered on 70% of his snaps and his entire career has been double covered uh, like over 200 times. And I love this. He's even been triple covered 19 times because two is not enough to stop Aaron Donald. This man is a legend. And the fact that he's still, you know, in the, in the works, he's still getting into the quarterback, getting sacks out the wazoo is insane. This guy is a freak of nature. I would, rather quit football than go up against this guy you know this guy is crazy he trains with knives the dude benches 500 he makes dk metcalf look like a little girl you know no offense dk but it's true um you know he definitely deserves it um, i'm really happy to see fletcher cox up here um because like hunter said the the, the system is really rigged against defensive tackles now it's rigged against bigger chunkier defensive tackles um because offensive linemen are getting bigger they're getting more agile you know stuff like that and that is kind of um it's no longer two you know big boys going after each other now you look at people that are dominating in the in the um on the defensive side on the, on the line aaron donald he's jacked he's not a big chunky dude you know i mean he's big chunky but he's chunked with muscle you know um and i think um it's tougher for people like fletcher cox geno atkins um, Jared McCoy, a lot of these big, you know, defensive tackles. And so while Fletcher Cox is still putting up some pretty good numbers, they're nothing crazy, but you got to think about what Fletcher Cox is up against. He's up against two, you know, two big boys in the O-line, almost every snap, yeah. but he allows and opens a lot of other opportunities for other people. That's one reason why I think Brandon Graham's doing well. A lot of other people, Nate Gary's looking phenomenal. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh but but regardless, I think Fletcher Cox definitely deserves to be on there. And then Grady Jarrett, um, I was shocked to see him get in. I'm, I'm happy yeah. for him. Um, while, you know, he certainly didn't have, like, the most eye-opening year, he definitely is an impact in and in a dominant part of that Falcons defense. He's looked a lot better these last few weeks with Dan Quinn out. So, I think he definitely deserves it. Um, he's one of the highest-rated defensive tackles in the NFC at 81.8. So, I was shocked to see that. And the guy is – it shows. He, he's definitely – he makes plays. He's really good in the run. Um, I think that's very underrated. He's extremely good against the run, um, yeah. which is why the Falcons actually low-key have a good run defense sometimes. Um, and so I, I like him. I don't really see anybody that I'd replace. Um, but, yeah, I, I like these three picks. Definitely Aaron Donald in there. <laughs> I forgot uh,
2: I forgot Marcus Ups should have made it at safety, too. Oh, my goodness. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Meme picks aside, we move on to the defensive end position, gentlemen, with starters being Cameron Jordan and Brandon Graham, and a backup being Chase Young. Now, for me, the blatant snub I've heard over and over is Trey Hendrickson over Cameron Jordan. Pretty much almost identical numbers, except he's a little bit above him in almost every category, except run stopping, if I remember correctly. And the dude's just an absolute beast, 12 and a half sacks, I think. So that's my snub for this one is Trey Hendrickson. Outside of that, Brandon Graham, he's been having a career year this year with the Eagles. Just like you mentioned, part of that is also due to benefiting off Fletcher Cox, Nate, like you said. But this man's absolutely been playing his mind out. He's been doing it all this year. He's really been generating pressures in a timely fashion. He's cooled off a little bit towards the end of the year, but you know, Overall, a great year for him, a career year. And Chase Young, absolute beast, just just the speed, the strength. His technique, again, hasn't really gotten that refined even yet. He still doesn't use too many moves when he pass rushes. He's still doing a lot of it mostly just off of instinct and just pure athleticism. So once he picks up a few more moves, some more technique, this man is going to be a perennial pro bowler for years to come. Hunter?
2: Yeah, uh, Cam Jordan, I mean, again, another guy goes beyond the numbers i mean you you see trey hendrickson a lot of that is also due to cam jordan taking up guys on that defensive line and they have to give more attention to him cam jordan's a monster he really makes it difficult for you to win win football games if you're on the other side of the ball um so you know definitely a guy who i I like in there brandon graham um I, i love brandon graham but he really did quiet down at the end of the season i'm not gonna lie and a lot of him making the pro bowl is his production early in the season now, don't get me wrong. This man should have should have made a Pro Bowl um, at least once in his career. I'm happy he did. I don't want to take that away from him because he's earned it with his leadership. The way he bounced back from, you know, not really panning out as a high draft pick. And early in his career, he had to learn to take accountability, to be a leader, to be, a, you know, a hard harder worker at one point. And he really turned his career around early on. So, I want to give him a lot of credit and just preface what I'm about to say with that. But I don't know. I... He really did cool off. I think he's great in the run game. I just think it would have been nice to see a little more consistency out of him. Um, Because, like I said, up until this last week against Dallas, he was getting stopped a little bit. But I love Brandon Graham. I'm happy he made his first Pro Bowl. Props to him. He deserves a lot of credit for it. Um, Chase Young. Don't get me wrong. Chase Young is a physical monster. He is going to be not just a Pro Bowler, an All-Pro for a long time, in my opinion. The Man is he was worth he was worth that pick. But I would have taken a couple other guys over him. Um, Hendrickson being one of them, because you still you still just don't have a 12 and a half. I think that's what Hendrickson's at. You don't have that many sacks. You don't you don't play the way Hendrickson is playing by accident. You know, you, you gotta watch watch the way he's just getting past tackles consistently. Uh O'quara from Romeo O'Quara from the uh, the Lions. I liked what he did this year. Ryan Burns from the Panthers had a really nice year, and Kerry Hyder from the 49ers as well, even without Nick Bosa this year, had, and DeForest Buckner too had a nice year. Um, look, I'm not going to say those guys are going to be long term better than Chase Young. I'd be stupid to say that because Chase Young has crazy potential. But um, I do think for this year, they, they, that they could have held off of Chase Young, but everyone just loves to look at the monster he is and, and put him in there. But, you know, I'm, I'm, don't get me wrong, Chase Young is going to be a, a phenomenal player. Just want to put that out there where everyone attacks me for it in the comments.
0: So, what about you, Nate?
2: Um,
1: I know the big thing is Trey Hendrick. Uh, also, I wanted to give a shout out to uh Kenny Clark on the defensive tackle side, yeah. he's having a pretty good year, too. Um, I don't think he could have replaced the three up there, but having a good year anyway. Back to the defensive ends, uh, Cam Jordan, like Hunter said, he goes beyond the numbers. Everybody's like, Oh, Trey Hendrickson's better than. Cam Jordan. <laughs> like, why do you think hey, Trey Hendrickson's having such a good year? Because everybody's focused on Cameron Jordan and not Trey Hendrickson. Now, and, uh, I I ne- Sorry to cut you off, but also, yeah. I just wanted to say Anya Mata and Sheldon Rankins in the middle, too. There's a lot. There's a lot of talent on that defensive line. Now, that's not going to discredit Trey Hendrickson at all. He's definitely doing his part and have, very talented. But I think mm-hmm. to say that he's better than Cam Jordan because he's having one good year better – now that again, that doesn't discredit. He's having a good year, but I think a lot of his success is attributed to this defense aligned on the saints. Cam Jordan is definitely leading this defense aligned and the saints defense altogether. Um, so I think cam Jordan has made his case. Brandon Graham. I like what Hunter said, you know, he was hot at the beginning of the year and kind of died out a little bit. Um, but I think that's just kind of how the trend of the Eagles team went, um, you know? Uh, and so, well, I, he definitely has had an impressive early season and it's, I mean, he hasn't, Been terrible. I mean, I haven't, I'm not as, you know, uh, attentive to the Eagles as you guys are, but from what I've seen, he still makes, you know, problems for other QBs. Mm -hmm. Um, so I like that. Chase Young, I get it. First round pick, you know, first, second pick of the first round. He's got a couple sacks to his name. Gotta put him in, you know, gotta keep the fans happy. He's popular. I'm sure (laughs) Joe Burrow would have made the Pro Bowl. Probably not, actually. Um, actually, yeah, probably not because on the Bengals. um,
0: but
1: yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but, um, but I just think he's a little too early for this. Like while he's definitely been, you know, impressive, I don't think he's at the pro bowl level yet. I definitely think he will be there for a while. Be one of the best defensive ends in the league. I don't think enough sample size of this year is to say, oh, this guy's going to, he's a pro bowl talent right now. Like, I, I just don't like that. I don't know who I'd put in over him. But I just think that it was a little too early. We jumped the gun a little too bit before, um, you know, before starting. Maybe put Trey Hendrickson over him. I don't know. But, yeah, I just think we, um, you know, jumped the gun. Leonard Williams and the Giants is doing pretty well. Believe it or not, the Giants have a good defense. (laughs) Not in the (laughs) last few games, but they have a good defense. And he's definitely caused some problems up there. But Mm -hmm. I get why Chase Young made it. I mean, you know, that's just how it's going to be.